Well, good evening, everybody, or good afternoon here. And this is the Jimmy Palumbo Show, and I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo, coming from you, coming to you from downtown Mawa, New Jersey. But of course, I'm also technically coming from downtown Matawan because I've got Chris Gucci behind the glass. Chris, welcome aboard. What's happening? Good to be here, Jimmy. How we doing? Yeah, we doing uh, okay. Your Giants are two and zero. I'm That's back right, on victory. Gonna, it's victory Monday. On, I know that gonna, this is going out. Is this going out today? Yeah, right. So yeah, victory Monday. Live, as far as I know, beautiful thing. Victory Monday. I'm happy to be here. Good day over go. here at Shop Sports today. All righty. Well, this is show number eighty, and I think on paper, now we can have an argument with this. This might be the best number. Well, there's no Yankee who wore number 80. And let me tell you something. I learned something that I think I'm going to have a senior moment now. I think I knew what I'm about to tell you, but I just forgot. You ever do that? Like I, oh. growing up with my dad, how can I not know this? Now, you know that the Yankees were the first team to regularly wear numbers? They started it, and then little by little teams did it, but some teams did it for like a month. Yeah, I, I do. And it Did was you know because the, the reason why they're all single digits is because they were just the, the bat where they batted in the lineup. All, yeah, that's why they Garrett were in the four, lineup. Ruth was three. Um, and I knew like the 27 Yankees didn't have. That's why when you see like these vintage shirts that say 27 Yankees and they got the number on the back. That's the classic case of um, one of those, you know, you forgot more things than you knew when you're right. so, so old. I learned so there and there is no Yankees. So. I had to go. I was first of all, I was crying at some of the people. Um, you know, I, I just for my buddy Venditti, we can't mention number eighty on the Giants unless we mention Phil Tabor, <laughs> who was oh, goodness. a player on the Giants. Which I also learned he had an identical twin. How crazy is that? That that must have happened before. He was an identical twin. He played with the Giants. I think he played five years in the NFL, but his identical twin played like one or two years with the Bears. I think that's pretty cool. But Phil Tabor is a shitty giant from back in the day. And there's like Emery Moorhead for anybody older than me. Uh, I could have mentioned, uh, you know, Victor Cruz, you know, and the salsa thing and all that. He's still working for the Giants now. But um, but I was really laughing at, I mean, first of all, obviously, technically the best player. You could argue, like I say, Lawrence Taylor is the best NFL player of all time. And I can be in that argument. Well, Jerry Rice, number 80, you could say he was the greatest NFL player of all time, and you can get in that argument. Uh, but there's also like Kenny Lofton and Kellen Winslow and Steve Largent, uh, Isaac Bruce. I mean, there's some heavy number 80s. Uh, I didn't check in the NBA because I figured I don't think there's anybody great. There's not too many that go up that high. Right. So uh, I, I just think overall there, there's a lot of – and I, I'm going to go with my guy who wasn't a great player – but he's a player that everybody kind of remembers if you're in my age bracket. And that is number 80 for the 86 football giants are on the air. Phil McConkey. Now, Phil McConkey, a couple things that I, you know, again, I love researching this stuff because you forget like, oh, that's right. That's right. Number one, he wasn't a great player, but he was tough. He was a Parcells kind of guy. And he ran back punts and kickoffs and stuff like that. And he was a heady receiver. He caught some of those. And he's a Super Bowl the- champion. Super Bowl champ, all that. But you know what I didn't know is he played for Navy, okay, and he played the four years there, and he sat out the four years. So he didn't come to the NFL until he was 27. But also Bill Belichick's dad was a scout and involved with the Navy program, and he went up to him and said, hey, what can I do? And then Bill Belichick had just been named defensive coordinator, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he was able to get a tryout, and he made the team. But he was also the first uh, Navy player – to do the four years in and then four years service since Roger Staubach. So that's pretty cool um, that he actually, you know, did the four and four. Uh, that's why he was an older guy, 26, 27. Um, and I learned the weird stuff you learn online while he was running off the field or in a Super Bowl after they won, he found a gun on the ground. How crazy is this? And he gave it to a security guard. A cop, a gun fell off. Could you imagine if that happened today? There would be the stadium would be cleared out. There would be uh, arguments on Fox and CNN about gun control. But Conky picked it up, gave it to the security guards. Hey, someone dropped a gun. Like I find that crazy. That's incredible. Isn't that nuts? That, that might be right? the craziest story that I've never heard about sports in my life. Uh, but- <laughs> about like think about if that happened now like i don't know name like a a b wide receiver after the super bowl and all that stuff and the fireworks 
And all of a sudden, like, hey, uh, talk about a weird the gun. fact. And right how about the somebody cop, dropped like, How do you? Yeah. yeah what? what how do you all, drop your cop, gun? If you're the cop, you're the security. You got to take a beating for that, right? Like, dude. You gotta remember, you know how the Super Bowls end. There's people all over. The- you can't. You, you know what it is? I think that he's that cop is the Ernest Biner of cops. You have to agree with that perfect label, right? Yeah, it's like you got you one job. Well, you, got, you, got, you got one job, and that's to keep people safe. And the other thing that should be a given is you don't drop your gun. No, you just can't drop your gun right? at the anyway, Super Bowl. So that's Phil McConkie. He had a couple of big catches in the Super Bowl that people remember. Um, from all intents, uh, I think I heard about him. He's a great guy. Ran for senator, House of Representatives, got beat in a really close race. Lives out in San Diego. And uh, he played for the Chargers and Cardinals. I forgot about, too. I thought he retired a Giant. Uh, by the way, he was only like 160 pounds when trying out for the Giants, which is nuts. Uh, anyway, so Phil McConkie is my number 80. Now, who do you have? So real quick. Just to touch on your Phil McConkie, that is the first NFL or pro athlete in general that I ever met and got an autograph from personally at nobody okay. beats the at nobody beats the whiz. My mother took me there. And the other guy that was there was a New York Met at the time, Lenny Dykstra. So it was Phil McConkie and Lenny Dykstra. Ah, that two autograph. Uh, so two very brought, different brought personalities. Way different personalities. But at the same time, they played a very similar style of play where they were both gritty players. So that's kind Absolutely. of one thing. Um, but my guy, I can't believe you didn't mention him. Thank you for not, because we didn't even talk about this. Donald Driver, bro. The the Jerry Rice is the best number of 80. Clearly yeah, bar none, but right. Donald Driver holds a special place in my heart. He is my number okay. one. By far, numero uno favorite Packer of all time. You know, I would have mentioned. Well, sometimes when I see a Packer, I don't really mention um, because I don't want to. You just you leave the uh, opening for me. But I didn't even see that. I I didn't see it. I did not see his name. I mean, maybe I skipped over it. Might have think he was, you know, talking about Donald Sutherland or something like that. Somebody just drove off the road. But okay, well, listen. Bottom line is. We're going with Phil McConkie and Donald Driver for number 80. 80 was a good one. I think we're going to have a nice little run in the 80s. The next 10 weeks are going to be fun. Definitely going to have a nice run in the 80s. Happy to be out of the lineman numbers. But number 12 is is definitely the number one number by far. Yeah. Look, Think of all the quarterbacks yeah, that of are. of course. Of course. It's but, 12 uh, and, and 80s close. But 80 is definitely up there. But maybe there's other numbers yet in the 80s we don't realize. We'll, we'll have fun as we go along. So that's it. Okay, number 80, McConkie and Driver. Um, now, of course, uh, my Patreon, uh, I feel it's very important that I rattle off. Please go to the patreon.com and sign up and support this show. If you like it, uh, if you don't, that's okay. But, uh, I just want to rattle off, you know, you got Alex that my sister, Mike DeMosi, my mom, my cousin, Joey, Rob pastor from Capasig, James Kanowitz, Jimmy Riccardi, my nephew, John Henry Riccardi, my nephew getting involved from Los Angeles. Uh, Eric, I got people, Eric Palumbo, my nephew, Mike Caprio of CornholeLevel.com fame, my brother Frank, and of course, Daryl Clark from uh, Louisiana. So I got like, let's see, I got Jersey. I have, um, I have New York. I have LA. I have uh, Austin, Texas and Louisiana and Fort Myers, Florida, which my brother lives now uh, officially. So um, uh, that's that. So those are my Patreon. Please go. And also, you know what? Listen, you got to go to my Instagram, TikTok, trying to grow everything. I got to I gotta act like it's 2022 and grow all this Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Patreon. Make it happen. Now, uh, before we get into absolute eyewear getting involved, I just want to know, how did your a big thing happen today? Chris Gucci and Dave Sturgio did their first show on the Mojo app. Which yeah. I assume you just get an app on the phone called Mojo and then search for what's the actual name of your show? Uh, the Mojo Market Report. It's the a Mojo morning show. Report. A morning show that's going to be going out um, at 9.30 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Mojo YouTube channel. So today was a pretty cool experience to be a part of this whole thing because the product is actually launching today on the launch of our show. So we're like ro- romantically connected to this product for all of time. I mean, they can never take so, that away. So I'm happy about that. So you are you and you and Dave are the Susan Waldman and of Mojo Sterling. App. Yes, yes. Anybody? No, no, no. Because Susan Waldman, I think, was the was the first voice you heard on WFAN. Oh, really? When See, it switched over? Yes. 
So, and so you, a, your new nickname now is the Susan Walman Show. It's an exciting show. time. I was watching the Yahoo Finance channel today and watching the the guy that I held the meeting with a week ago sitting there being interviewed on Yahoo Finance talking about the product that I was able to be able to talk about today. So it's exciting times. The Twitter is kind of blowing up a little bit. Um, it's new to hey, me, but it's fun. Got to admit. It's great, man. I, you guys are going to do a great job. And everybody go check that out. I did not check it out yet. I checked out your little um, – you sent me a sample of what you guys were doing last week. I thought it looked good. thought the graphics looked good. And listen, uh, I used to I used to uh, bitch and moan on your daily show. Sometimes you guys would get into the minutia of the NFL. Of course, I think the NFL stinks now, even though I'm a Giant fan. And you guys would always be talking about players like, oh, my God, who cares? But you know what? It turns out that people do care. Of course, I'm, I'm oh, a yeah. man. And and this is really in your will. You guys know your stuff. You know these players. You know the whole fantasy. There's a lot the of market. nuances of this that are yep. directly related to fantasy football. And then there's nuances that are related to the stock market. And really, it's it's the best way you could put it is how would you feel about being able to invest in Lawrence Taylor's career as a rookie, you know, you right. put some, it's just like you would in Bad Apple idea. or something else. It's just a, a wonderful product for sports fans and fun, man. It. Had Go some fun it with out. it yesterday. Could be, a, could be a big deal. And I hope it, um, hope it is for you guys. So, and it's owned by A-Rod. A-Rod. Got to mention A-Rod. A-Rod. Yes. Who's the greatest Yankee of all time. Everybody loves A-Rod. There's a new sitcom called everybody loves A-Rod. Listen, I can't bust A-Rod's balls. You guys, he's the man now. He's your boss, bro. So, hey, listen, hey, look, listen, anytime you're involved with uh, any kind of big player like that, um, that, that's awesome. That's where you want to be, and it'll get a lot of buzz because of A-Rod, and that's cool. So, all right, we're moving on now to the uh, my, my weight thing. Now, I'm going to come right out and just say I only lost a half a pound, and I think that's pretty good because I didn't have a great week, did play some pickleball, got a lot of my exercise in. But this weight thing is sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. That's right. 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey. 732-326-3937. They are opticians. It's owned by Craig and Janine Michaud, who are huge fans of Chop Sports and the Jimmy Plumbo Show. Family-owned, brother and sister. He's my right center fielder for my softball team. She was a better softball player. I love Boston's chops there. They got everything over theirs. They got full-service optical stuff, prescription eyewear prescription sunglasses they got safety glasses sports glasses glasses for the kids getting involved they got contacts they got eye exams they got all kinds of stuff over there a hundred dollars off a complete pair if you go check them out uh but you got to mention my show and you got to get a complete pair which means two um they've been in business i think 18 years now they're open five days a week they're closed on wednesday why are they closed Chris? that would be softball of course and why are they close on Sundays? Because of football Sundays, the 2-0 Giants. Look at that. That's right. We're going to get to that in just a second. Go check them out. They also have, and I love to do this, my little Bob Shepard. The following sunglasses are available at Absolute Eyewear. Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Dave Sturgeo's favorite, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar and Oakley, not Charles Oakley. So that's it. Those are the names. Go check them out. And the best thing about this place, Chris, when you leave there with a nice pair of glasses, you don't feel like a jerk off. I think that's the best advertising slogan of all time. Because uh, whenever you buy something retail now, you leave, you always feel like a jackass. When you leave here, you don't feel like a jerk off. They're great people. Go get some glasses. Check it out. Everybody knows who they are in downtown Woodbridge, 42 Main Street, 732-326-3937. Give them a call. Now, the weight situation, like I said, uh, went from 197.5 to 197. Um, I actually ate a little bit this morning, so it's accurate. It's it's in there. Uh, I don't feel like going into detail. The, uh, we tried to lose a pound and a half a week, but I said last week I may not always do it, but it gives us something to talk about. And to be honest with you, the one thing about this weight thing, I've been hovering in this 196 to 199 area for way too long. But I think if I didn't do this, I think I'd be like 215 right now. I was every time say, I 100%, eat, you're holding yourself accountable. Every time I eat, every time I eat now, I go, ah, give me mustard instead of the mayo. You know, I'll get a light beer. I've been laying off the IPAs. Um, but still need to get better. And I will. 
Can uh, I ask you a gym. question about about your eating habits or late how, at nights? With, late at nights, what kills me? Yeah, same. I mean, I'm I'm doing a lot better right now. The last, honestly, since we had our original conversation about weight, and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of a little out of shape myself. I've done very well, so I'm happy about that. It's more or less stress. I'm just right. like have you know, but that's that's another story altogether. But what time do you start eating in the morning? I don't eat in the morning. I, 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 I very little. Sometimes right around, like before the show, a little about an hour ago, I nibbled on something. So um, uh, I know people. I, I get mixed reviews on that. I don't. You know, we we can go into this crazy diet. Yeah, Some yeah. We say won't. not to eat till two o'clock. Um, that's. I think you should try it. I think that yeah, those extra I, I two usually, hours, those extra be, two hours uh, will, will I've close done that you too. off a little bit. Yeah, my I'm problem sure you is, have. you know, I had, you know, what my daughter left Lucky Charms this weekend, and it was a box of Lucky Charms. I'm watching TV. I'm That's watching not Game fair. Of That's not even right. And, yeah, it's not fair. So I shoved my hand in the box. I'm eating Lucky Charms at nine o'clock at night. Um, but anyway, that's it. So I lost a half a pound. Hanging in there. We'll see what happens now. Um, we got to talk. My Scarlet Knights. I'm wearing the jersey only because I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be able to wear this jersey. Maybe only uh, five more days, six more days. Rutgers is 3-0. and They were 3-0 and last year, and now they're 3-0 and again this year. So I got to give a little credit to Shiano taking care of business against the teams he's supposed to beat. Um, this game Saturday was rough for me. A um, couple of things. Number one, uh, you know, uh, zero offensive TDs. They only had 200 yards total offense, only 59 passing yards. They had four three-and-outs. Um, Pretty much Rutgers has no touchdown passes against an FBS opponent since like last October, eight games in a row. That's a lot. Uh, they just don't have a passing game. They don't have the receivers don't look great. Their quarterback situation shaky. Wimsack got hurt in the first quarter. We don't know his situation yet. Simon did okay on the short balls that managed the game thing. Clearly they need federal. Uh, and also they could have had, um, you know, uh, Wimsat in the games, him get better. But you know what? Look, they, they, I, I also think, and I know Chris, you're not a huge fan of uh, college football, but everywhere you read, they had Temple as the worst college FBS team in the country. Okay. I watched the game. <laughs> I don't think the experts got this one right. I've watched Rutgers play. I know what it's like to be the worst team in the country. I don't think Temple is the worst team in the country. I think Temple played hard. I think they got Kurt Warner's kid at quarterback. We put some pressure on him. Our defense is pretty good. We can we can bring some pressure. Um, I I just don't think that's not the worst Division One. Well, team I think I think when you look it's at it not. as he's a first year head coach this year, he's got a new head coach, new. And regime. I think that's what it is. They were so bad last year, and there's an unknown coaching him right yep. now. But but he might not be an unknown for long. Look at how many coaches Temple has made. Yep. They've made a I, lot of I, I coaches. Thought, There's an NFL coaches scattered around the league that coach that Temple. Now, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come out and say that we played well and Temple played well. I don't think we played great. I just don't. But I thought Temple played their hard outs, uh, and and um, we got lucky on a couple of blocked uh, interceptions, blocked punt, whatever the hell it was. And um, so look, you know, we're three and zero. Oh, the cool thing for me is this: if you're a Rutgers fan out there, bear with me. I'll be I'll be brief. First of all, the over and under is 35.5. It's the lowest over and under on a college game since 2015. Do you know how long seven years is in sports? That's incredible. Think about all the all the gambling. And, and not only on. that, in college sports, it's not like right. there's 15 games a weekend. There's a there's a hundred <laughs> games right. a weekend. And, and, and uh, well, there's well, there's actually uh, well, yeah, I guess so. But the bottom line is, yeah, about hundred games. But I mean, 35 point, and it's legitimate. I think that's that's a good one. Because Iowa can't score, they've only scored thirteen points all year. And guess what? I mean, it didn't even it didn't even sniff the over, right? So and it's, um, it's still the under was like by like six points in that one. But but I tell you what it does for Rutgers, okay? Um, it allows all week long for them to build up to this seven p.m. game. I'm going with my daughter on Saturday night. It's the first Big Ten game. The weather's supposed to be beautiful under the lights. Please, if you're a Rutgers fan, get tickets. Go to this game. We're going to be three and zero, and the next game after this is Ohio State. So, it's the, the the death chamber is coming. But you know what? Maybe in the first quarter it's only three three. 
3 and 0 national television it's a big deal Rutgers needs to build on things like this it's important they're doing a Rutgers community thing there's going to be all kinds of first responders there and people in different all the Rutgers community is going to be there it's going to be all kinds of stuff um is that the know, boardwalk look, Boardwalk thing. The boardwalk thing will be there every week. A couple of things I want to point out. I'm going to promote another website. There's a website, all you college football fans out there, really. And Chris, you should check this out too for your show. Um, there's a website called MasseyRatings.com. And in that, if you go over, they have a, a page on there, cumulative. And what it is is, you know, there's 39 college football polls. Did you know that? Yeah. I did actually. Okay. We were talking about this yesterday with Kyle. And what's sauce. really cool about this, with this, you got to look, click on the right hand side, you'll see it. It says like cumulative or all the polls together. They have a thing and they rank all the teams with all the polls together. I think that's great because um, some of the polls, though, are like me, me and you can come out with a poll that just says, how many times does the team score at the beginning of the half down by six? Like some of the polls are a little stupid, but still, it adds them all up. And, um, and it's really now Rutgers is ranked. Okay. Uh, like 75th and temple and, uh, BC are ranked 122 and 97. So we clearly haven't played anybody. And in the next nine games, we play five teams in that cumulative poll that are in the top 25, Ohio state, Michigan state, Michigan, Penn state, and, uh, one other team I'm forgetting. Um, so that is going to be a brutal, um, but yeah, look, that Penn, you know Penn State what? defense is very good. And well, listen, we're three and zero. You know what? You just got to go. You got to get three wins now. You're three and zero. You got to go three and six. The three po possible wins, and all these teams are better than us, are Indiana, Maryland, and probably Nebraska and Iowa. So those are the four games that I think are, when I say winnable, that means they're not the death chamber. It's not Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan, all that stuff. They're winnable. And Minnesota's good, too. That's the other death chamber game. So um, Rutgers has got to win three of those four. Is that possible to go six and six? Of course it is. And we're getting we're catching Iowa on a down year. It's that simple. But I think Iowa's defense is stifling. And I, it's possible we get shut out. I wouldn't, if Rutgers loses like 16-0, I wouldn't be shocked at all. But, hey, go to the game. We're alive and well, 3-0. and You know what the best thing is? We're 3-0, and and we are still alive to play in the national championship. Can't deny, Chris. If we run the table, we play Alabama for the title. Um, that could be over by around 7.45 p.m. on Saturday. But until then, it's 3-0. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. And that leads us to another crazy thing. Of course, in the NFL, the football giants are on the air. My 2-0 and giants. Now, listen, they could be 0-2. I watched the game. That was another rough game. Like, I'm watching all these games. It's a beautiful thing. And both of my teams look shitty, but they're winning. And in the NFL, we and we, I, we, we, we've discussed this, you, in the NFL, because, you know, I'm not a big fan of the way the NFL game is now. I think so many of the games, there's so many fumbles, penalties, bad play, uh, I think. It's all over the place. The only thing that's exciting is the actual score. So the Jet game was wild. The Cowboy game was wild. Only because the score is close. And if that's the purpose of the NFL, that's fine. But when you actually watch the games, bad football, if you ask me. Uh, I think the, I think the, they don't have enough time, not enough preseason games, and rightly so. They don't have enough scrimmages, all the new rules with hitting. Um, I just think the game is poorly played. There's so many penalties. All you do is see the ref. Like, I'm starting to know refs by face now. It's like crazy. But some a lot of the games this weekend were exciting. But the Giants are 2-0. and Their offense, the kicker won the game. This guy, you know, was hitting like 50-yard bombs all over the place. But listen, you're 2-0. and And really what that means is if you if you get blown out the next two weeks, like the Giants lose 70 to nothing the next two weeks, okay? What that means is if they win one game, they're three and two, and they're very much alive for a wild card. And if you're the Giants, that's why in the past the Giants lost a lot of these games, these close games. You know, and you're 0-2. I mean, yes, you can make the playoffs if you're a really good team. But if you're an average team or a new coach team and you're 0-2, your odds of making the playoffs are slim. It's just the way it is. If I the Packers were 400 teams have started this season 0-2, something around 400, and only – 12 right. or less, something less than 12. Listen, unless you're like Tom Brady and the Buccaneers yeah, you don't. or the Packers, if the Packers were 0-2, I'd be like, all right. 
I'm not counting them out. But when your team is kind of lousy the year before, going 0-2, so I'm happy with the 0-2. Um, I, I think Giants are going to be in trouble. Listen, Parsons comes into town. The Giant O-line is rough. He's already got four sacks. So that means he's on pace with 34 sacks. Um, but I, I believe uh, Cooper Rush is going to come back down to earth. And I predict, I think the Giants are going to upset the Cowboys. I, I refuse to believe the Cowboys are going to be that hot. I thought Cooper Rush had a decent game. But if if Parsons, man, I hope he let, if he if he doesn't tweak a hamstring, he's going to wreak, gonna havoc. wreak havoc. Wreak no havoc. question about it. Put it this way. I know, I know sometimes NFL teams prepare um, for guys, uh, and sometimes they don't have the great game you think. But they may triple team him. So what I'm most worried about is it wouldn't surprise me if they shut down Parsons. What would surprise me? What about the guy who's on single coverage all game? He could show up and get a million sacks or something like that. So, but I think, I don't know for some reason, I think the Giants are going to win this game. I don't know why based on nothing. Also, it was kind of funny well, I mean, that the- based on the fact that they've, they played two really horrific quarters of football defensively. And then the last six quarters, the Giants have been lights out defensively. It was right. against, so we don't, you know, and but the Cowboys Dallas, what is score Dallas, it will. And what does Dallas bring into the table uh, offensively? It's going to be a good game. Look, rivalry, it lines up. Yep. I'm happy about that. It's We're getting a two and giant team with something to play for. Should be fun. Should be fun. Of course, uh, and we're doing the show next Tuesday, so we'll be able to talk about it. That's a new thing. We're going to drop our show live on Tuesdays now because of uh, what's the going Mojo, on over there. The Mojo, Mojo and the Tuesday may work for me. Now, um, the best, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So now it's time for sponsored by the NFL Stinks List, which I always have fun with this. Chris, you never agree with it, but I know I'm right. And it's sponsored by CornholeLevel.com. Mike Caprio, my second second baseman. Now listen, this gadget is awesome. If you like cornhole and you have something in the backyard and you're trying to always shimmy everything, you get this cornhole level, you throw it on the thing, and it totally levels out the board. Chris, you don't want to embarrass yourself by having a backyard party and have your cornhole boards all on an angle. It, that would be, don't you think that would be embarrassing? It ain't going to happen mean, in my backyard. I can you, tell you work that. for Chop Sports and people go to your house and they bring like shitty wine and cheap beer and then they see the cornholelevel.com thing and it's not, you have to get involved. Now you put this product on the hole there, you balance it out to and fro, up and down. It's awesome. And if you type in JP Show or Chop Sports, you get 20% off your entire order. They're only $19.95 for a pair which goes on each board. You got to check these things out. Mike just signed up for another three months. Cornholelevel.com is a cool thing. And they sponsor my NFL stinks list. All right, here we go. AFC East dolphins are good. The bills good. New England Patriots stink. I watched a little bit of that game. They stink. The New York jets average. Now this whole division, AFC North Steelers, Ravens, Browns, Bengals stink, 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 stink. Um, AFC South, Jacksonville Jaguars moved up to average. Texans, Colts, and Titans, they all stink. God, those teams stink. Um, AFC West, I'm going to keep the Chiefs at very good. My boy Pacheco there, kicking ass for the Chiefs, Rutgers guy. Chargers, I'm going to remain at average. Denver Broncos, from stinks up to average. The Vegas Raiders stink. I don't care. They do stink. They're owing to. Um, New York Giants are going to hold at average for the second time. That's never happened. Philadelphia Eagles average. They play tonight. Washington Commanders stink. Dallas Cowboys upgraded from stink to average. Minnesota Vikings average. Packers. I had them at stinks. I knew that was temporary. I, I, I reserve the right to have a temporary stinks. I did that to the Packers. Um, and Packers are now upgraded to average. Detroit Lions upgraded to average. But, of course, don't get high on your Green Bay Packers because the team that really stinks, they're getting the RS, really stinks, is the Chicago Bears. That team's bad. So I don't give any really – that's like uh, Packers beating them is like uh, you know Rutgers beating Wagner. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, very good. New Orleans Saints, average. Panthers stink. Falcons stink. Niners average, Rams average, Seattle Seahawks stink, and the Cardinals are average. That's how we go with that. So we have 14 teams stink. That's up from 13. We have 14 averages, two goods, and two very goods. 
It's really weird. Now, the good one is always hard. That's the hardest one because it's tough to be. You either average very good, so that's how the goods are always going to be lower. But only two very good teams, and they are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll see how this changes week to week, and it will change. I'm sure the Packers are headed towards, um, you know, becoming very uh, good, very good eventually. Rogers had a decent game. Bears stink, though, bro. <laughs> Come on now. Um, and uh, that's it. I find it. I love the fact that. The Giants are playing the Cowboys twice and the Packers. That gives us food for just to have some fun. Um, so that's it. NFL stinks list. Uh, I, I'm getting the feeling you didn't quite disagree with all of them. Some of them, but not, you know, some teams just stink, bro. I disagree with a lot of them because I think a lot of this early season stuff is there's some teams that dealt with some guys out this week that'll that's be true. back. The Ravens don't stink. They looked really good in the first half and their secondary was really mangled they had four starters out the whole game they held the fact that they held up as well as they did early was a surprise to me um I, so i'm gonna give the ravens the pass because of the injury the colts dealt with a lot of injuries too and they just haven't won in jacksonville in like a decade which is crazy to me even peyton manning wasn't winning in jacksonville seven straight the colts lost in jacksonville i well that that's that's unacceptable um so, so you stink yeah well Listen, but you like listen. The Colts, the Colts stink, bro. I mean, come on now. They tied the, the um, Texans. And I just, they got I just found out that my uh, my uh, my buddy Vinny just said the Giants are favored. How are the Giants favored against the, the Giants? The Giants. Well, Cooper Rush. Uh, the spread's got to be what one? One. The I think they were favored this week too until until yeah, kickoff. The Giants were favored early. All right, that, uh, we're moving on. My stinks list is what it is. I stand by it. The research I do for that takes me minutes. So <laughs> I, I go through it. I just go by and watch the red zone. Who stinks? So this week I did a little, um, I did stand up in Ramsey on Saturday night in a big backyard for the Ramsey girls softball team. Uh, it was nuts because I had my daughter and she wanted to go uh, over a friend's house, the baby, uh, to not to babysit, to, um, to hang out, but I was afraid, like, I'm going to be at the show and blah, blah, blah. You're not going to believe this, Chris, as you lift your head up to listen to me. The house where I did it in this big backyard, okay, my daughter's friend's house was the house right next door. What are the odds of that? I mean, literally, where, like, if she opened up the window, she could hear the show. So her and her three friends, that constantly came out and peeked at it. Now, I do adult comedy, not X-rated comedy, but, you know, I got potty mouth. But her and her three friends were way in the back, sneaking in, checking me out. I think she got a kick out of seeing her dad up there uh, getting laughs. Um, but we had a really nice show. They raised a lot of money. Um, but we had uh, Gene Trifolo, the comedian, did a wonderful job. And Mike Morse, the other comedian, who's to open up for uh, Lisa Lampanelli for years. And plus my buddy and uh, one-time guest here, Father Paul, he did a quick five minutes. He's got a big show. He actually does stand-up for parishes and stuff. Um, he was a little rusty, but he got through it. He got some laughs and people really got a kick out of seeing a priest do stand up, which is unique. And, uh, we're going to be trying to work together and get him, get his stuff tighter and tighter. So it should be pretty fun, but he did well as well. People got hammered. There's no doubt about that. People were half in the bag <laughs> outdoor, outdoor party. The weather was beautiful. Um, you know, uh, it was a good, but you know what? We, I, I, I was happy. I did local material and I, I literally went on so long busting Ramsey's chops that I only did like probably 25 minutes of my own stuff. So that was fun for me, but uh big shout out um, to uh, Bobby Corcoran and, uh, and thanks Bobby for uh, not uh, like a big shout out to Bobby for not letting me uh, limiting me anything I could say on stage. He said, do whatever you want. And that's uh, that meant a lot. So I didn't have to worry about what I said. Um, and uh, that was that. I also, it's like a Ramsey week for me. I don't know. But now listen, Chris, you don't have kids. Anybody who has kids is going to get this. I went to parent teachers night on Wednesday. Do you know what that is? You're, Come on. I don't know. I'm a, they, I'm a, I'm a, I am a human. Okay. I don't have but kids. Did they but they have it. They didn't quite have this when we were in school, the way they do no, now. They, maybe not to the extent not, that they not, do now. No. But number one, know, number my, one I, I, remember, I, to, I remember going into school 27 on Pennsylvania Avenue and getting like, 
from the day after parent teacher, my mother would leave like a dollar in my desk or something cool like that. So I remember it definitely. Well, they did it. I remember in St. John's they had it, but it was like part of the PTA or PTO. And shame and on just, you! And shame on you for for grouping me into when we were kids. We were not kids when okay, you were a kid. Okay, so that don't listen, don't go I'm, that route. Come on. Okay. Yeah, by the way, you're 40 now, so you're in the you you're you're ju- you're you're in the club now. Now you didn't get a drink yet. You didn't take off your jacket yet, but you're in the like I, if I'm sitting yeah. in the club, I go, "Oh, Chris is here. I just saw him. He just walked in." Okay? Or the valet certainly has your car. No doubt about. It. Of course, Dave Sturcho, he does not. He's not even clean. He, well, although he's like he's definitely brushing his teeth getting ready to go out. But anyway, Yes. All right. So I'm older than you. We all know that. But listen, what they do is you get six minutes and you go around to your daughter's schedule. But the thing that made me laugh, the teacher starts to talk and then they ring the bell. Like there's no time, time to get all the teachers, are, you know, parents are bullshitting in the hallway. But the thing that made me laugh, I was dressed like I was ready to paint. Okay. Uh, and, but some of the women that were dressed for this thing, I mean, it was like they were at DJ's on a Saturday in the summer. I mean, it was like skirts and high heels. And I'm like, I'm looking around going, what's going on here? Even some of the guys were dressed nice. You know, guys were wearing cologne. I'm like, what's going on? It's a Wednesday night in Ramsey. You know, I got I had a pair of jeans on. It's like, like a, a, singles, a singles mixer over there. Uh, you know, but there were husband and wives. You didn't know. Of course, you didn't know who was single. What time, what time was, was it? What time was it at? It was like prime time, 730 on a Wednesday night. So maybe night. they're just coming home from work, you know? No, maybe. not, dude. There's a difference between work clothes and going out clothes. Okay. That's not, I'm not that old. Everyone works remote now anyway. Of course, everybody's younger than me because I had kids late. It was just nuts to me. Um, But of course, one of my daughter's teachers, first thing I see is a Rutgers thing on his desk. He's a big, my daughter told me he's a big Rutgers fan. So I immediately uh, started, he went to Rutgers. uh, So I immediately like, but also I think it becomes a little bit of a mob thing. When you go to parent teachers, like some of the science teachers and math teachers, I really wanted to go up. And uh, my sister checking in here on the chat room. Hi, Mayor. How you doing? I got Vinny and my sister in here. Um, but some of the people, uh, uh, it's like a mob. Like I feel like going up to the teacher with like five hundred bucks and say, "Hey, teach, listen, Natalie Palumbo, I want no problems." <laughs> like it's like you're saying hello to the teacher, but is that great thing in your head? Like. Hey, I'm Jimmy Plumbo. I'm Natalie's dad. Anything all right? Any problems, you come to me first. Like, <laughs> I said to myself, if you had like three grand, you could probably, I could probably get my daughter straight A's. Just go up and say, listen, I'll meet you at the bar. I got your back. You know what I mean? Don't worry about nothing. Uh, but some of the, like, then there's like French class. And the, I, to me, the teachers look younger and more vibrant than the old people we had. Maybe just, I'm older now. I'm older than a teacher. No, the teachers are definitely younger across the board. See, well, it's, it's so wrong what we just said, but it seems that way to us. Teachers are teachers. You graduate uh, college and you go get a job. But uh, uh, my sister was a teacher, although she's not. My sister's not old at all. I say that because she's watching me live right now. But uh, yeah, parent teachers night. And then, you know, people go to the bar afterwards. People get ripped. I'm like, oh, I love this town. Ramsey likes to go out and have a good time. Um, if I run for mayor, I'm definitely going to like put my, my, uh, my headquarters is going to be right outside of Ramsey liquors. That's what you, get, what you see everybody. Um, I think we got to bring up one thing. Another thing. Clearly I watched the queen's funeral today. It was on in the background. I know you were busy. You didn't watch it, but I tell you the, the unbelievable amount of pomp and circumstance and the regal stuff was <laughs> this thing was first of all, I heard it was planned out for the last 20 years. It was yeah. probably a big binder, big leather binder. I just wanted to that, say that I would not have watched it if I had nothing. No, well, to do. listen, uh, uh, if something you, you click on CNN or Fox and you just see it, it was a very big and we're not on the air on Facebook, according to my sister. Once again, I've been very, very good to my social media expert. But for the second week in a row, we are not live on Facebook. I don't know why. It says it on the thing. So I'm going to have to give her a bunch of shit. Um, If she's listening, she's going to hear from me. But I think we're on live on LinkedIn and I believe YouTube. That's where my sister's coming from. So I don't know what happened to Twitter or Facebook. And, of course, Facebook is my biggest fan base. So God bless. Maybe the show will be on after it's live. but the Queen's funeral, unbelievable. Listen, but I'm glad it's over. I feel like I feel like the Queen died four months ago. All right. And I love the fact because she was there for so long. And King Charles is like, you know, he's already in his 70s. Um, 
And uh, I'm thinking to myself, what if he lives like another 20 years, right? Like, I just get the feeling all this regality and like old school stuff, which is kind of cool. You don't see it anymore. I swear to God, Chris, I think 20 years from now, it's going to be like, it's going to look like ESPN game day, where it's going to be like, good evening, everybody. Jimmy Palumbo alongside Chris Gucci, downtown Windsor Castle. Well, today we bid adieu to King Chuck. Of course, Charles was 20 years and he, you know, his mother, Betty, before him, he had, he had a whole, she had a whole offensive line and years of experience and poor, I got to tell you, Chuck comes in. Absolutely no offensive line. You got Harry and Marco. They got divorced twice. You got Williams trying to hang on. Didn't realize he, he married way above his grade with Kate. The kids are a mess. They're all on Twitter and TikTok and Snapchat. And I don't know what's going on here, but we're going to, and the whole thing's going to last a half hour. Everybody's going to be dressed like they're at Great Adventure. And it's going to be like, that'll do it. His casket is in. We'll be right back. Um, anyway, I just think it's, we're going to lose all this, you know, they're gonna have he, like, had, they're he gonna, had to wait. I feel like he's like a hundred now already. Wow. Right. He had to wait. Right. He, he had to wait since he was like four. <laughs> he's like waiting around. Uh, it's just funny. We're going to cut to Pam Oliver right outside the casket. Pam, what do you have? And of course she'll look like, uh, <laughs> you know, she's going to, she'll look like Aretha Franklin by that. She'll look hammered. But, uh, <laughs> she'll be hammered on taking something, but I just hope that, uh, there's part of me. I listen. I have no skin in the game. I'm not from England. My mother's a huge fan. She already took notes for her funeral. My mother called me afterwards and said, "Jimmy, I took some notes of things I want done at my funeral." I said, "Ma, it's not going to happen. We'll be at Goslin. The whole thing will be over in an hour and a half." But um, but it was just funny to watch all that. And how about this? In the funeral, in the church there, in uh, King jo Saint Saint George's Chapel, how to get that right? There's like two rooms. I don't know if you saw it. There's like one room where all the, where the King is and the casket, then there's like a little door and there's like this back room. But if you're in that back room, it's clearly you're like in the back room and you can't even see the casket because the door is only like four foot wide. And I'm saying to myself, how pissed off would you be if you were in the first row of the back room? Like, Oh, almost got in. Oh, oh so the story of my life. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, you know, basically. Then I started thinking, I was like, oh my God, this is, uh, this is, again, this show's all about Rutgers. It's just like exactly what Rutgers is in the Big Ten. Like in the front room is Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Wisconsin, all the good teams. And in the back room is Maryland, Northwestern, Rutgers, Indiana. And you guys, and you guys get to trade places season by yeah, season we, on who's in the front see, row I'm, of the back room. Right, you're like, trying to get it. Like, can, I, can, can I peek in this season? That's right. it. Indiana Rutgers, like, you know what? If Charles lives another five years, we might get in the back row. You got Indiana basketball talking to their basketball team, like, hey guys, what's it like? <laughs> and I feel bad. You know, they 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 also have the the bagpipe guy who's the Queen's personal bagpipe guy. And every day he plays out her window, whether or not she's there or not, which is funny. It's Say like fire playing in front of what you know what he's saying to his wife, he's like Honey, we got to batten down the hatches. Things are going to get tight around here. I don't think, I don't think William or Charles is going to. Maybe Charles will want to hear it every day. But New I regime. Charles he's going to bring in his own people. He's like, I got, I got my own bagpipe guy. What if, Sorry. What if, what, if, what if every time Charles was at the castle and he heard the bag and he didn't like the way it sounded, he's like, ah, oh, as soon as my mother's gone, I'm totally getting a new guy in. If this or was like anything like House of Dragons, there's somebody that's like oh. trying to get in the pocket of the bagpipe player, trying now to get and in. Say, right? Hey, look, look, and maybe we could. I'm going to get dark. I'm just going to skip that joke. <laughs> so, so listen, the bottom line is by the time, like when William takes over, it's going to, I think it's going to be some like the guitarist from Molly Hatchet's going to be doing like a lead every day of, of God save the King. Uh, it's going to be a guitar player with a little shitty amp out front. I just think the whole thing's going to go to shit. Um, she held it together for 70 years. Anyway, it was, it was cool to watch. So God, listen, my mother was 13. She's my daughter's age when the lady took over. So I got to give her credit. Um, I also, uh, I've been watching some TV shows. Um, and of course this segment is sponsored by Pine Tar Bar and Grill. That's right. Pine Tar Bar and Grill, 121 South Main Street, Forkard River, New Jersey, 609-489-4286. They're open from 1130 AM to close. They got all the games. Chris, you got to go to this place. They have more TVs. <laughs> they got everything. Uh, if you're ever heading down to LBI or further south, they got everything down there. They got karaoke, beer pong, indoor, outdoor. They got darts. My buddy Tommy owns a joint. Uh, Pintarbarandgrill.com. Go check it out. 
My dad's photos are hanging on the wall that he that hung in his house in Colonia for 50 years. My sister went this week on, his, on her way back from Cape May, and she got a little teary-eyed seeing my dad's stuff up there, which is kind of cool. Really cool bar. Beautiful. It's big. It's nice. TV's all over there's the a place. Small, there's a small piece of child <laughs> sports hanging there as well. Little, if you remember the Beer League poster that you gifted us and then I gifted, so kindly and then so kindly took I back gift, and gifted well, I had a, Tommy. I had a decision to make. Where no, no, would you want to have? Where would you want to have a beer league poster hanging in front of Chop Sports, which uh, spends at least forty-five seconds promoting my show during the week? And do or you know, should it hang? Do you know what else? It, it was standing outside the shitter too. Like it was. Yeah, like and you down put it the outside bed. the band. Now he's got it in the main room. Only thing is, it's got a picture of a lady's legs wearing lace. So if you go in there with your grandmother, you sit down, you you have dinner over a pair of legs from beer league. But yes, the beer league poster is hanging there. Go check it out. Um, and they, they sponsor my uh, TV watching thing. Um, I started watching Cobra Kai. Did you dabble at all? I know you had a crazy week. You probably did. I, I didn't dabble in the new ones, but I'm I'm pretty well versed on the happenings uh, of listen, the dojo. I, I love I love Ralph Macho, and Ralph Macho is actually coming to Ridgewood, New Jersey, at a book signing on October 26th. I'm definitely gonna go there and bust his balls. Um, I, you know what? I hated the first episode. I was like, wow, I know that show can be cheesy, but this was like extra cheese. You know what I mean? I was like, well, where's the show going? But you know what? Episode two and three totally hooked you in. And you know what's great? We, this show, all these like deep shows that are on the air where you got to like, you actually got to get off the edge of your couch to watch them. You know what's great about Cobra Kai? I can watch it with my daughter. It's light. It's fun. They tackle some subjects that are deep, but like they just, it's, it's all surface stuff. It's light. It's airy. It's fun. It's the only show on TV that a 57 year old and an 11, 11 year old can watch. And to me, that's where the market is right there. Like that's incredible. You can do that. It's nostalgic, but it's also kind of current. You got a bunch of young kids running around. That'll probably be all stars. You can see how they're getting older now though. Like, the kids are definitely not in high school. And what um, happens when you have those types of casts is that a lot of times kids aren't even close to the same age. And then they, all of a sudden the young one looks like he's five years older than the older. Right. That's older exactly. His, the young kid, his young son is now like, you know, looks like a normal human being instead of being just a young little kid. Um, but I, I, you know, the, it's, it's, um, it's a fun show and uh, check out Cobra Kai. It's a big hit and everybody loves it. So uh, that being said now, which brings me to um, you mentioned it Game of Game House of Dragons or I just call it doesn't everybody just call it Game of Thrones? No one calls it House of Dragons. It's just Game of Thrones. Um, the new Game no of Thrones. Yeah, yeah that's it. it's all it is. Uh, no spoilers here. I wouldn't do that to you because some people don't watch it till a couple of days later. Um, again, I think I don't know. Did one of the writers from Cobra Kai uh, is he working for House of Dragon? I think the show is cheesy. I think it's boring. And if it wasn't Game of Thrones, I don't know if I would have stuck around. I, um, I, I, and it, to me, it looks like it was shot on an iPhone. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't even think the acting's that great. Some of the, there's a couple of big dramatic scenes that have happened in the first three episodes that, to me, are not that dramatic. Whereas in the first one, you know, when something went down in that first season, I mean, you know, you're talking about the lead guy was killed. What episode five? Um, the uh, what the hell's his name? I can't even think of the, the family uh, in the show. Uh, it's slipping my mind, but he, he gets killed right away. I mean, and, and there's that wedding scene where everybody goes. I mean, I, I just red, think the uh, red wedding, unbelievable. The red wedding, Nobody yeah. was safe on Game of Thrones, which was right. what the whole and, appeal was. And I think I'm on, what are we on? Seven or eight, or maybe not five or six of these things now. I don't know. I, um, I, I, think, I think the show is so popular amongst the original show that everybody's so happy to be, you know what it's like? It's like when a really cool old bar and grill, right? That you've been going to since you were a kid with the dirty floor and the good pizza and the good shitty burgers. And the guy's got like the pickles on the bar and stuff like that. You know, old school, you know, no windows where you go to die, you go to drink, you got one TV in the corner for the giant game only, that kind of thing. And then they renovate it. And it's bigger and it's nicer and the tables are better. And you go there and it sucks because the reason why you went to the old place was the shittiness of it. Um, I don't know. I think uh, have you have you watched any of the episodes? 
I've seen the first part of the first episode and I was like, oh, it looks the same. But then it, in like 30 minutes in, I was like, I fell asleep and I haven't yeah. gotten back to it. I put it on late after the we talked last week because I hadn't watched it the last time we talked about it. You, you know and what? I, I just fell asleep. You know what I think they got to do? They got to do like an Eli Manning, Peyton Manning thing where while you're watching the show, there should be graphics that come up and say, okay. Now, this guy is the great, great, great grandfather of a character from like, I would be okay. I could, I could probably do that. But you know what happens? You're watching it and they they show a castle or an area and you're like, wait a minute. Is that Kesley Rock? Is that, is that like, you know, you're watching the show. So they only show it for three seconds. Like, wait a minute, which family owns this? Who owns that? There should be little blurbs on the side. Okay, everyone. Now this castle with a few additions, 170 years later becomes Blank. I, I swear. You know what? I bet someone's going to do that online. They're going to have like it's already explaining, happening. You know, one hundred percent. There's a subreddit page for for House of Dragons. Also, no doubt about it. They also talk really fast about major plot points. You don't know what's going on. This one ended okay, but I don't know. I'll stick with it because that's what we do. I'm a fan of that junk, and they still have dragons. So to me, once you see the dragons, um, that's what it's all about. But I have. Um, I got some cool gigs coming up. Um, still got to get you to see a show. Uh, I'm doing, let's see, next Friday night, I'm at Silvio's in Warwick, New York. It's a really nice restaurant up in Warwick, New York. Any of my North Jersey brethren take a ride up there. It's about a half hour away. Uh, I'm doing stand-up uh, in Scotch Plains Thursday at uh, Comedy on the Green at Green Park in Scotch Plains. Uh, it's free show. Come check it out. I think I'm hosting or opening there. Uh, I got a show on October 1st. Now, how crazy is this? I'm doing a show October 1st at Stand Up New York. They got to do some interviews before at like 2 o'clock. And then the show starts at 7. Um, but if Rutgers beats Iowa, I told the guy, like, at 3.30, if we're 4-0 and playing Ohio State, I at least have to watch the kickoff of the Ohio State Rutgers game because – He's like, the game oh, will Jimmy, be over two plays. Well, that's later. what I'm saying. He said to me, Oh, Jimmy, how long's the game? I go, Oh, no, no, no. The game's three hours, but my enjoyment could only last, I don't know, four minutes, depending on a TV timeouts or something like that, or an injury. Um, so you know, like to me, if Rutgers gets a first down on the first drive, that's like that's the game is way longer than it's ever been. Um, but uh so I'm going to be doing that, but the show is actually at seven o'clock. They're doing some pre-production stuff. There's a bar next door. So what are the odds on me either a making the guy put the TV on the Big Ten network, which they probably don't have in a comedy club or me running over to the nearest bar to watch my Scarlet Nights, but I'm doing a show at Stand Up New York. Come out. It's going to be pretty cool. It's a taping. I don't know if you're working Saturday night, Chris, uh, it's a taping of uh, a bunch of comedians and they're going to be streaming stuff uh, for a show which is pretty cool. I'm also doing the Comedy Cove in Springfield, New Jersey. Maybe you can catch that one. It's on Friday and Saturday night, Springfield, New Jersey. My headline, first time headlining there. That ought to be fun. And uh, I'm also going to be at a, uh, for my North Jersey brethren in Oakland, New Jersey at Portobello's for Unico, which is a big Italian American society thing. Come check out. That's a really tight show. I got uh, Bobby Gonzo and, Joseph Anthony as my feature. Um, and it's weird because Joseph Anthony's probably better than me. <laughs> he I used to open up for him. Now he's because I'm a local hire here. He's got to open for me, but um, I threw him a few extra bucks, so he'd be happy with that. And then November 1st, of course, uh, I'll be in Ohio for my uh buddy of mine's baseball team there, uh, doing a little fundraiser in Ohio. Dude, I had some big auditions last week, one for a De Niro film. I didn't hear anything yet. Praying for that to be a nice role too, um, which is cool. I have a huge, a getting involved callback in about an hour from now, less than an hour, really. I was um, actually about to put my wrist up and say, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta get we, ready, we, buddy." We got, we got ready for that. I have a big callback for a commercial, which I can't mention what it is. But man, these these commercials are big. That'd be really nice. And then I got a com- audition after that for a new uh, TV show that's already on, uh, coming on the air. Um, I think it's called East New York, but I can't really go into detail about any of these, but you know, um, it sucks because you go when you don't have any auditions, you know, you know, doing the standups good. I'm making some good money now, but it's, it's these TV and film gigs are the ones that you know what it's like. It's like field goals. It's like standup comedy is a field goal. You're three in the death, but a TV, a TV gigs, they're touchdowns. 
So when you get to callbacks and you get inside the five, you got to punch it in. You know what I mean? Uh, and so you're frustrated when you have no auditions. And then you're frustrated when you strike out. When you do play, <laughs> you walk back to the bench. You always feel like the coach is like, all right, asshole, I put you in the game and you struck out. You know what I mean? That's how I always look. I always look at my career in sports because really it is a, a lot of it's a game. People talk about the journey and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't believe in that theory. You audition, you book it, you're in. Talking about, I want to talk about my at-bats. Yeah, you know, now, see, you like doing that, not me. I'm like, oh, I got an at-bat. It was a great pitch. I stuck the bat out. It flew over the third baseman's head. I took Oh, two. no, 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 I struck out. I, I, I strike know. out in my at-bats, too. I'm only batting about, you know, 260 tops. I'm dangerously cruising well, towards, uh, you know, well, listen, Giancarlo's it's, it's, it's like territory. This, it's like... It's like this mojo thing, okay? If 10 weeks from now, you guys do a great job on mojo, but the whole app goes away, it, you could say, what a cool thing. You guys got so But you know what? <laughs> it's a game. You lost. You know what I mean? Maybe it had nothing to do with you. You know, I would rather have you guys, like, win the game, get on, start making some big money, blah, blah, blah. And maybe your show gets moved to midnight. Or it doesn't matter, though. You got the win. Yeah. Getting the win in showbiz is so critical. I know you're supposed to improve like we, and do right now. Work, it's like it's like um, uh, trying to equate it to sports and baseball, particularly. You get drafted in by Major League Baseball. That means nothing. I mean, it's cool, but then you get to go middle in the minor right. leagues for five years and like, actually see if you're a major league player from that point. So, you know, that's kind right. of maybe I'm drafted. I'm like a high school prospect, but like I'm the oldest one ever. <laughs> the oldest. Like, what would you, would you rather be, I guess, how do I word it? Would you rather, I guess the money would dictate that. Would you rather be six years in the minor leagues? Cause they make a little bit more money now. Or would you rather be someone two years in the major leagues? You got to take the two years. What am I saying? Give me two I years. I was, I was trying because to make an analogy. I'm, I take one. If, if we're looking, if we're looking well, back, I just like, stupid. I, if, you I, get, I, if you get two years in the minor, in the majors, that means that you did something right somewhere along the way in the majors right. but what if you it was one of those like years. like the all the guys the yankees just brought up oh, by the way we didn't discuss the yankees uh, uh which we'll do briefly uh, i'll do it right now first of all uh some of the Yan yankee players that were brought up this week are not ready for prime time uh i gotta give my boy stanton i don't the yankees gotta make a decision there he's in joey gallo territory big problem there he's batting like 209 but listen it's all about aaron judge i mean this guy, I don't re <laughs> this guy is just, I mean, he's got 59 home runs. He's on pace. And maybe you know this. Did Bonds and all these guys, you know, the, the old record is uh, 60 in 154 games. He's at 150, 146. So he's got eight games to tie what Ruth did. Did Bonds do that? Did he hit 60 before the 154? Yeah, Bonds hit 73. So, yeah, so, so he had, so you know, Bonds he didn't have the only 13. The best season that anyone's ever going to see ever was Barry Bonds that year. Right, but I'm and saying, it, what? how many games in did he have 60? Do you know that? I don't know offhand, but it I'm was... I'm going to find that out. But listen, if uh, if if Judge, I mean, he's he's got 59, which is great, because now, if you think about it, any game now, a player could always hit two to tie it, or even three to take, you know, to win it. So I always wanted them to get close enough where now, at least, going into the final weekend... So he could like not hit a home run for the next 13 games and going into the final weekend. You oh, can't whole, say it's, it's on now. Yeah. It's on. You ready you know for this I mean? though? Friday, the game is against the Red Sox and it's on Apple TV. So unless you were an Apple TV subscriber, you can't even watch the Yankee game and judge right, could be going what? for the Listen, record. Um, That's what, that's what life is. I have Apple TV. You know what? There's ways to buy Apple TV. Yeah, for here's, here's, here's what's going to happen. Apple TV is like, everyone's like, that's so messed up. How could they do that? And they're like, no, no, no. That's exactly why we did it. <laughs> because now everybody's going to subscribe to Apple TV. Yeah, I know it's a pain in the ass. I agree. But listen to it on the radio. It's more exciting anyway. But uh, Yankees, though, uh, I tell you, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't recall any of my teams limping in. <laughs> Like, I don't think the Yankees are going to win a playoff game. I just don't. I think they're barely going to win a division. And, um, but they'll, they'll probably, there's odds are they'll Look, make they just, it. They just, the Yankees are in, the Yankees just swept the Red Sox. They won like, the Yankees are they on lost. the up. 
The Brewers are good. I get, it. Two, I get it. I listen. I there's just something. Listen, I know you're. We're both Yankee fans, and I know we sound stupid. It, it's to not a team as bad like, as it was in July. It's not as good as it was. We talked dude. about it last week. They're, they're not the team they were in June. You know who stinks? Not- you know who stinks? The guy Holmes. I don't know oh, what. Yeah. I don't know what, what he took. What what he ingested in the first two months of the season when he was the greatest relief pitcher of all time, April, May, and June, but. He's never been good in the minor league because he walks. He walks people, and when you walk people and you're a closer, it's over. Uh, you just can't do that. His strikeout pitch is only a sinker. I don't know. I think he stinks. Chapman, I don't know. Chapman's actually hasn't been doing all that bad. I mean, Boone's got some awful decisions to make. How, do you take out Stanton? I mean, the guy's batting two oh nine or something. Maybe we like kick that. the tires on the Luizaga. I feel like he's starting to come yeah. together a little bit and, and we get him back to form. That could be the, the secret ingredient, yeah. but I don't know. That's I mean, asking uh, a lot. Even Rizzo came back in a home run, but he's still, these guys are betting. No, batting averages are low, but you know what? I don't know. I, I, hey, uh, Cole hey, Giant, Giants well. are two and oh, Rutgers are three, and know, oh. Yankees are in first place. It's the first time in a, and you're first time in a long time is the Giants. First time, Giants no, are I'm two not, and oh, Yankees are listen. I get I'm it, excited about the Giants. I actually watched the full Giant game yesterday. I even told my daughter, I was like, Nat, Daddy really hasn't sat down and watched the Giant game. I want to watch this. Okay, I did. Um, but the Yankees are just, they're, they're troublesome. It's making me crazy. But you know what? We make the playoffs. We'll see what happens. Baseball's baseball. It's still my favorite sport. And uh, well, listen, Chris, good luck on your show all week. Go check it out on the Mojo app. Thank you very uh, much. Uh, what's it called again? The Mojo, the Mojo Market, Market. The Mojo Market Report. Mojo Market. Over on Mojo YouTube channel. Uh, you can check them out on Twitter, Facebook, yep. all that good stuff. Mojo is going to be everywhere today. So, Yep. All right. I'm going to check it out as soon as I get off. I'm also going to prep for my audition. And this is Jim Gordon alongside Dick Lynch. The football giants are off the air. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening live, all three of you. And uh, check out the podcast when it drops uh, like today. All right, brother. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Where have you come from?